Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. What's up, everybody? I'm going to try something completely different, which is starting with an intro to let you guys know what the episode is about. Typically, it just starts off with, welcome to HLA Podcast and all this other crazy stuff. But I'm going to go ahead and try these intros a little bit more for the podcast, just to give you a little summary of what we're going to be talking about. I'm talking with Amanda from Dating Will Be the Death of Me podcast, where we will go ahead and talk about our dating life, our dating experiences, the good, the bad, the ugly, dating apps that we are both in or were on because um, there could be a significant other in some of our lives right about now. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. Dating trends in 2023. Uh, and also some of the questions that you guys asked on social media, Echale Podcast on Instagram. That's where I posted the prompt. And some of these questions are, how many dates did it take to figure out if that person was the one? Is it, What is acceptable nowadays? Times have definitely changed. What are some of the boundaries uh, that you have in a relationship? When does one know we are ready to date? And so many other questions that we're going to be answering on today's episode on HLA Podcast. Do not forget to share the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Do not forget to follow us on Instagram, follow us on Spotify, give us a review on Apple, all that cool stuff. If you haven't checked us out on YouTube, make sure you go ahead and do that. But most importantly, share it so we can continue to grow as a community. All right. I've already talked too much. Enjoy the episode with Amanda from Dating Will Be the Death of Me. Estás escuchando Echale Podcast, a podcast where we embrace our Latinidad. The good, the bad, the ugly. Do you love English? ¿Te encanta el español? Well, we got a whole lot of Spanglish. A storytelling podcast. And like my mom used to say, Echale, mijo, que tú puedes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Echale Podcast. My name is Jose Quintero, and in today's episode, February ain't over, okay? So we can still talk about relationships, and I feel like it's very important to continue these conversations about relationships because some of us are still hurting in that department. <laughs> and that is why I have brought with me Amanda, who has her own podcast, who talks about dating, who talks about relationships. And we met through social media not too long ago. And she's all like, hey, this would be a good conversation. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go ahead and have this conversation about dating in 2023. Amanda, welcome to Echale Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I feel like we have a lot of good stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely want to do this as like a therapy session as well, because <laughs> obviously we both have gone through our, from the little that I know about you, we've both gone through like our dating phases and then obviously gotten with people or haven't gotten with people in my case, but I want to get to know a little bit of what you do and what is your background before we get started. 
Yeah, well, definitely. I've been through the struggles too since my podcast is Dating Will Be the Death of Me. That uh, is a very true. Well, we'll talk more about where I'm at now. But um, I got into podcasting about a year and a half ago just from telling my stories to my friends. They had just told me, like, you need to put this out there because I've had some crazy dates, some crazy experiences. So I got into that and it's been, I mean, it really has been therapeutic because I feel like talking through things and also connecting with other people who have been through kind of the, the shit yes. is, it's yes. nice to connect. I even know. Even though it's a, through like misery. Uh, of course, of course. And it, it was so interesting uh, seeing that your podcast is like dating will be the death of me because I feel since the pandemic, it's that that's literally been how it's been for a lot of us uh i i remember at the beginning of the pandemic i was like what is this dating online like oh like <laughs> i'm just gonna kind of try it. like i i'm so hesitant to it and then you you know the, about tinder because that's all you've ever heard but you mm -hmm. think of it as more as a hookup like oh you're just gonna i mean that's that's the connotation that i got from tinder because everybody was talking about it like oh if you just want to hook up with somebody and just maybe like sleep with somebody tinder is a place to go but for a lot of us especially as men as we get older it was like well we're looking for something a little bit more serious and, and yeah. whatnot and i understand that there's success stories in tinder but in the beginning of the pandemic is that when your death of me story started or has this already been going on for like a little bit it, it would have been going on. I feel like three or four years leading up to the pandemic, Oof. I had gotten out of a relationship that was awful yeah. and just kind of lived my single life for a little bit. But no, I totally like, did you ever do any of the virtual like FaceTime dates with anyone that you hadn't met before? I never. That I never, never did. I never did just because... Uh... I don't know. I found it weird. Like I literally well, was like, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, of course. Like my traditional way of meeting someone, which I'm sure it was for you, like going out and meeting people. And eventually if you guys hit it off, then something would happen. If not, I mean, I don't under, I mean, somebody else would be like, Oh, I have a friend you should meet. You know, those are the more conventional right. ways. And then the pandemic definitely happened. So when that option came to be, I was like, I think women, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be into this. And I think as a man in 2023, we have to be a little bit more careful. Like we don't come off as creeps or so that that was always going through my head. So I just never yeah. was like, I'm going to Zoom call somebody I've never met to see if I hit it off. The only good thing, because it was super awkward, like just, I mean, we were still getting used to everything being virtual. So I feel like it was that awkward, like talking over each other and just not having the in-person vibe to kind of go off of. But I did like how you knew right away, like you didn't waste a night out on someone. You were like, I had a few times where I called the person and they were just so uncomfortable and like awkward. Really? And it was just so cringy that I was like, all right, I'm going to go. And it's so easy just to press hang up rather than have to like do the whole i'm gonna get up Did from you the ever bar do that go. like to somebody that was just rambling on then you're just like i'm just gonna click without even saying yeah bye. <gasps> really well so my thing is if i'm on a date and you don't ask me a single question then why am i there so there was one person that i just remember he talked for literally three minutes straight 
I was like, hi. And then he just went off and I was like, I feel like that would be, I'm going to go. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, I'm you seem more self-aware though. <laughs> like, I just feel like there's a difference between the nervous chatter and like, just feeling like you have to fill the space. Mm. There's a difference between that and, and just not really being interested in yeah. hearing about someone else. And I've definitely come across both. I think it's endearing when someone's chatty and like, is kind of nervous, but when it comes across as self-centered, that's Got when I kind of check out. Got you. So for anybody listening, uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about the different dating apps because it is 2023. I'm sure you've heard of them all. Uh, but at the same time, there's probably they're like, well, which one's the most uh, which one's the best dating app? Which one's the worst dating app in our opinions? And I'm mm -hmm. glad I'm having this conversation with you who's been on dating sites and is a woman. So you can speak. <laughs> On your behalf, of course, and I'll speak on my behalf. We can't speak for all women and all men on these right. dating apps. But what dating apps uh, have you been on or were on? So, yeah, I I did start on Tinder because I feel yeah. like back when I was on, right? I, that's like the the gateway, yeah. <laughs> the gateway drug of dating. Yeah. Um, but that was back when it like wasn't fully a hookup app. Then I transitioned into Bumble and Hinge. And I did download Coffee Meets Bagel. Oh, for a okay. second yeah okay but I, it was too clunky and then i think the only other one was facebook dating which is that was my most recent foray into oh okay app. that well that's what interesting about, for me yeah, i started you? with tinder but again <laughs> i was looking for something again not saying that people aren't on there for for real reasons but right. uh, i mean i just had a lot of friends in college and even after i graduated like oh man i met this woman on tinder like we had a one-night stand and then tomorrow i'm meeting somebody else and i'm like okay well that's great but that's not what i'm looking for and yeah. uh then i went to bumble because as a man sometimes i'd get nervous i'm like how do i initiate the conversation do i just say hey are they gonna think that i'm boring and with bumble women have to initiate the conversation but yeah. then you come to realize that even some of them are like hey <laughs> i mean i totally guilty of doing that because i'm just like let's let's see where you take it yes and then um as a latino i definitely am still on chispa so that's a lat more like latino based dating app and okay. hinge and uh facebook dating it's open but i i just never could take that one serious like i remember i tried it for like half a day and i was yeah. like it's, i'm just gonna leave this on i yeah it just seems you just get a lot of international people or a lot of random people and I'm like, oh, okay, I, I don't even know if you're real. Yeah, no, and that's my biggest kind of um, problem with Facebook dating is I didn't feel like it took any of the settings that you took seriously. Yeah. It's like, you're just going to throw random people at you, like whatever age from wherever. Um, so that is definitely a huge thing that Facebook dating needs to work on. But that's where, I mean, I've had my most recent success from Facebook dating. So you're lying. I'm I'm in a relationship ah. from Facebook dating. Yes. What? Okay, okay. We're going to have to get into this. And then obviously we <laughs> have some questions that I, I posted on my podcast Instagram where you who listen to the podcast uh, wanted us to tackle on some dating questions. So hopefully we can get those in a bit. But how long were you on dating apps prior to meeting the potential one? <laughs> so... It's, I've been on and off them for years. Okay. I feel like, 
you're on them until you get annoyed with them. Then you delete them. Then you get back on them. Then you find someone and you think it's going to go well. And I just feel like on and off probably for four or five years, which is so long. I mean, I I agree. I agree. How long have you been on them? Uh, I think since the start of the pandemic. And again, on and off, I would say like a couple months uh, I was on them and then I did the whole swiping and then not swiping and trying to chat. And I it, it gets very, it's very, how do I say it? Repetitive. Having similar conversations mm-hmm. with people that you take the joy out of courtship, if that makes sense. Yeah. At, and at it, times. Then it, it doesn't feel special yeah like you're of like course not another person who asked me my favorite food like cool yeah yeah and then i'm over here like well i, I only have so many questions that i can ask that like come and you know and it has to fit with the right vibe and intention so if i'm not feeling your vibe i'm like okay well then there's not much further i can go with deeper questions and yeah you know it, it, with some people it what really frustrated me about dating apps and what still frustrates me about dating apps and i'm not sure if you've done this or they've done this to you uh because i feel like as men sometimes we tend to get ghosted way more than women because i was just gonna ask you about about ghosting yeah like you'd have awesome conversations and i know i had some wonderful conversations with uh some incredible women on these sites and then they're gone they don't answer and i was like do they delete do they delete you or do they just well some delete me. no yeah some, okay. some uh, like unmatched so you don't even see them pop up and you're just like where'd you go we were having yeah. such a good time <laughs> yeah. i thought we were vibing <laughs> right what about no, that's like frustrating because yeah. then it, it makes you question like what, what was the point of that like yeah am i a bad judge of of how a conversation's going or am i a bad judge of character but i just i got to the point where I don't let it take my, I don't let, I don't take it personally because at the end of the day, if you don't, if you haven't met them yet, I don't necessarily think they deserve or I don't think they have to give you an explanation if it just kind of fizzles. But I think if you have met someone and you ghost, I feel like that's kind of heartless. Yeah. I remember I had a person that I met last year and we had like a really good, a week and a half of conversations on hinge and it was back and forth and i was like oh my god like i, I like this uh the conversations that we're having i want to ask for her number i asked for her number she's like you know what let's keep it on the app still and i'm like you know what i respect that let's continue to get to know each other and all of a sudden she stopped messaging me and i was like uh, i was frustrated for about like a couple of days and then moved on a year later and i kid you not she resurfaces on the app I had never deleted her, so she was still on there. And she's like, hey, I noticed that we were having a good conversation. Just want to let you know I was in a relationship. It was toxic and whatnot. I've let that go, but I want to see if, I mean, we were having a good conversation. I want to see if we can continue this. And I was like, sure, X, Y, Z, let's continue talking. And then I'll ask for your number again. And again, ghosted. And I'm like, she did the same thing again. I was like, what? what that's annoying yeah. what was the point of like it almost just seems like she was pretending and i, I don't yeah. i don't get the point of that yeah that's annoying i'm sorry no, no no worries i mean these are just the issues that i have to go through 
But talk to me about Facebook dating because I would have never thought a success story would come out of that one. No, and that's what everyone says when I say, oh, I downloaded Facebook dating. A lot of people didn't even know they had a dating part of the app. But it honestly, I don't even know how I found someone that I actually like because it was super frustrating. It was a lot of people that can't hold conversations. And I think it's people who just were like on the Facebook app that also just wanted something to do. But they're the guy that I'm with is like 20 minutes away. Wow. So that was a plus. Yes. Cause I feel like having time to see each other is, is so hard when you're in your own lives. So like being that close has helped. And we met, I think a week and a half after talking. So I feel like the conversation was good. The vibe was there and he made an effort to, to be available. So we met and it's, it's been good. It's only been three months. So I'm trying hey, not to like yeah, of jinx anything, but, but so far so good. And what would you yeah. say is the number one red flag on dating sites? The number one red flag. I, for me, the biggest thing was if someone can carry a conversation uh, but before even getting to that I feel like if it was a profile where the person tried too hard to be funny that was kind of a turnoff for me because it's you want to kind of especially with hinge I feel like on hinge yeah. you can really tell if someone puts effort into their profile you can. and when they don't put effort in you're like okay so the overly funny or just like not putting any effort into their profile dang I was gonna say uh, I'm trying to like think of my hinge profile and I'm like, no. I was going to say, what, is, what do you have on there? <laughs> uh-huh. what, what I have? Let, let, I'll actually read it. Dang, this is going to be embarrassing. Yes, I All love right, this. So, no, 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 this is awesome. <laughs> okay, so let's see what my dating profile says. And then you as a woman, you let me know. Is this like good, bad? What should I change? Yeah, I'll about? read it. <laughs> All right, and then maybe I can see. All right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, go to profile. Oh my God, did they? Oh, okay, edit profile um oh the view so this is the picture i have <laughs> that's a good picture I, you can right? actually okay. see how you look yeah yeah, yeah. that's All a right. good first picture uh so i want someone willing to go on adventures let's see if you could see that so laugh with hike have deep conversations travel change my opinion about a topic challenge me to be better that's what it says i want someone who uh mm -hmm. it has what i do obviously don't have children. I'm vaccinated. I have a dog, etc. All these cool stuff. Then I have other mm -hmm. pictures, you know, different. Nice. Let's see. A life goal of mine to own my own business, open a gym, travel. So many things on my list. Uh, qualities I'm looking for in a plus one wedding date. Who's not afraid to be herself. Someone I can talk to all night, dance with all night. If you can embarrass me in public, you're a keeper. Uh, <laughs> and that's it. Obviously, like that. the rest. Huh? Did you have a you have a little voice memo on there too? I do. I just don't know what it is, and I'm afraid to play it. Yeah, no, no, no. That's fair. That's <laughs> I, fair. I don't because the prompt says it says believe it or not, and so I'm like, oh, that could go so many ways. Yeah, so I was like, I don't know if I want to play this and just fully embarrass myself right now. Uh, so I'll have to listen no, hey. to that. You were vulnerable. You you put it out there. No, you know what? I, I've been trying to be as vulnerable as I possibly could. And um, I think in the 
not 2020, but 2021, that's when I went on the most dates that I have ever gone because I wouldn't consider myself like I consider myself, which is funny, like in college and even till now, a very flirtatious person and a very outgoing person that sometimes can be misinterpreted as being flirtatious but i'm just naturally like that i like to talk to people i'm a networker but that doesn't mean i'm necessarily flirting but i'm terrible at dating at dating okay where it's like okay why do you think a lot of you know what I, I, i would have thought that being picky would be one of those qualities that would make me a terrible dater but I don't think knowing what you want makes you a terrible dater. I just don't think, and I was having this conversation with uh, somebody else on the podcast about self-care and uh, building confidence. It's, I never did it enough to get comfortable with it to the point where I'm super confident, which is funny. If I could be with a hundred women having a great time, but if I like one woman and I'm trying to court her, I'm like, oh my God. Well, I freeze up. (laughs) (laughs) Which is okay. I feel like it can be a lot though. I, yeah, I I never would have said that I was like a flirty person, but I feel like I got good at going on dates because I just started to not really care. Mm -hmm. Not like not care, but I was in the mindset that if they like me, they like me. And if they don't, they don't. And I'm not going to try to make them like me. So I feel like once I started going on more dates, I was able to develop that mindset because I saw that enough people I did make a connection with. So I just, I'm like, whatever, Mm. if it works out, it works out. If not, did you ever, I've, I have friends who have already partners, but they've already said that their issue with dating or what their issue would be if they were to go on online dating is the idea that there's, could be someone better for you out there than the person that's already there you know because it's you're going shopping and it's like well i mean somebody out there could be better than this person what would your response be to that i feel like that's the same that's true in like not online dating though too i feel like that's a lot of people have that mindset and that's why they don't settle down and i feel like until you don't have that mindset maybe Maybe you haven't found your person yet. Because I I don't want to ever, if I'm thinking about that, if I'm thinking like, oh, I wonder if, you know, if I did go back on dating apps, I wonder if I'd find someone better. I feel like that is an indication that maybe that the person I'm with isn't the one for me. Yeah. What? Um, yeah, that, that's a good response. I like it. What would you say was your best date and your worst date? My best date? Um... So it's, it wasn't with the person that I'm with right now, just because it was like a marathon date. No, not like we've had great date. We have, and I feel like it'll be better in the summer because it's so, I mean, I live in Boston and it's so cold and literally we're waiting for a snowstorm to hit tonight. We're in California um, and we just had a snowstorm for our first time You guys, yeah, you've been, are you in LA? Uh, I am about an hour out from LA, but um, closer to the mountains. So closer to like Big Bear. So LA didn't get snow but we got snow and then my uh best friends who are 10 minutes north uh would it be north i don't know where it would be but closer to the mountains they definitely got like a winter wonderland and i'm like whoa christmas and that's not normal no no at all no it's never happened and i've lived in this area for about 30 years (laughs) 
That's crazy. Yeah, my uncle lives in Silver Lake in LA. Oh, yeah. And he sent a picture. You could see the palm trees, but then out in the distance, the mountains with the snow on it. And I'm like, what the heck? And then with the rain and everything, I just feel like California, hey, now you know how it feels. Uh, Yep, just a little taste of what the (laughs) East Coast gets. But your worst and best date. So my best date was, it was like a marathon date. We went out to a bar, like five o'clock maybe. And then it turned into like going to another bar and then doing karaoke. And then we ended up hanging out all night, woke up, got breakfast. And then we went to an amusement park. He stayed over on the first date? I stayed over there. I don't want to get murdered. Okay. But (laughs) no, it was good. And it wasn't like. Oh, you didn't stay with him. Okay. Or what would you say? Or you did stay with him? Yeah, no. I, well, in my head, him not coming here makes it it less murdery. Got it. I went there so I could at least leave. But um, no, it just was a good date. It didn't end up working out because he was very immature for his, uh, for his age, but it was just like such a fun, every single decision we made was so split second and just like going with the flow. So that was fun. But again, because it was nice out, it was summer, there was so much more to do. So I'm hoping in the, in the summertime, like we just do a lot of going out to dinner, like going to breweries, which is fun. It's like nice to explore new places, but I do want to kind of like explore different different types of dates what would you Um, say your worst is that's hard I have had so many bad dates Wow. but probably the (laughs) I had a third date with a guy and this is a story that I talk about on my podcast where he was making us dinner and the he opened the oven and like flames came out and then the smoke alarm started going off so I jokingly said like oh my god you're gonna burn the place down like fully laughing when I said it, totally just trying to lighten the mood, whatever. And he just started yelling at me to get out of his house. He was like, that is so disrespectful. Like, I can't believe you're doing that. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're like red flag screaming at me. Yeah. It was scary. And I was like, are you, are you joking? And he's like, no, get out of my house. Oh, okay. So you didn't even text back. Neither did he. No, he texted me later on. And I was like, yeah, and I was like, I'm not even apologizing. It was kind of the, well, you did this, so this is why oh, I did this. gaslighting. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I'm good. I'm good on that. <laughs> so, I've been there, done that. <laughs> I mean, we probably all have, but um, what about you? Have you had any, like, really amazing dates or any training? I think the most amazing date that I had, 2021, and... I would say it was also the best and the worst. Hola, ¿qué tal? Te saluda José Quintero y espero que estés disfrutando de este capítulo de Echale Podcast. Pero vamos a platicar de un tema que te va a encantar. Porque si eres padre de familia, si eres estudiante o si eres maestro o maestra, pon mucha atención porque te quiero contar sobre la beca nacional de hacer de McDonald's. Desde 1985, McDonald's ha otorgado más de 33 millones de dólares en becas. Y esta vez no va a ser la excepción. 
Porque este año McDonald's está dando 500 mil dólares en becas y puedes ganarte una beca de hasta 100 mil dólares. Pero ahora más que nunca ayudar a estudiantes hispanos a hacer más que las generaciones anteriores, a hacer más de lo que creían ser capaz y hacer más de lo que pensaban que era posible por sí mismos, por su gente, por su cultura y por un mejor futuro. Para más información sobre la beca nacional Hacer de McDonald's, visita mcdonalds.com diagonal hacer aprende más porque puedes ganar una de 30 becas um not not anything crazy where we got like physical like not physical but like raised our voices or anything but mm -hmm. i i guess i'll start with the worst and she won't be my worst but the worst would be catfishing for me it was sort of like oh. i've seen a lot of women use so much filters on social media or on dating apps and i understand like if you go to instagram a nice little paris filter that's perfectly fine you know but then snapchat well, you tell, tell, yeah. yeah you can tell what but then there's like. snapchat filters because you can tell when you use a instagram filter or a snapchat filter Then there's a Snapchat filter, which just like your jawline goes in, your nose is a little smaller, yeah. your lips are a little bit bigger. So when I remember I I took this uh, girl out to lunch and it was right after work. And I remember sitting down, I got there early and I was waiting for her. And then uh, she walks in, well, this woman walks in and I was just like still kind of looking around and she keeps getting closer to the table and i'm like no it, no 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 this, this oh. Oh, okay no no and <laughs> she she's all like hi are you jose and i'm like yes are you looking for someone <laughs> and then i'm so and so and obviously i was going to be a gentleman about it so we still had uh which is funny my friends were like you should have just stood up and walked away and i'm like i'm I'm, I don't have it in me. We still had a conversation for about an hour because, again, okay. I'm a talker. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we had a good time, a good conversation, but I it, it wasn't what I was attracted to. And at the end of the day, like, I have to be physically attracted to you first, as vain as that sounds, before I, like, decide, oh, wow, I in love with you or I love your brain rather than your beauty and your beauty is a plus because at the end of the day I want somebody to to challenge me and to have a good conversation but I think it would also be unfair of me to say like what I see is the first filter and yeah no I, I think I feel like sometimes we fall into the trap of feeling like we have to give a reason for why we want to be attracted to someone. And I, I don't think we have to, like you're allowed yeah. to be attracted and want to be attracted to the person that you're, you're dating. Yeah. So I also, I think with catfishing, it bothers me in the sense that like, it just seems dishonest. And I feel like that's a bad place to start getting just to know someone at, like you already kind of bent the truth yeah. before we've even met. So yeah. I think, I mean, that was nice that you, you know, still gave her the chance to have a conversation and everything. But did you mention anything 
I didn't. About, I did. I no, didn't. She she did ask me. She's like, "Hey, I know things didn't work out with us, but is there anything that you would change about my pictures on on like Hinge?" And I was all like, "Maybe changing this picture." And I like screenshotted what picture. It, it kind of doesn't look like you a little bit because of this or this, you know. But I didn't want to tell like, "Yo, yeah. like that that's not you," <laughs> <laughs> you know. It is. It's awkward. You don't want to be like. Because at the end of the day, like, you, we're human. We're going to feel our ego hit because we're yeah. we're messing with, with I mean, our appearance. I, I work in radio, and a lot of people tell me, or my boss is like, oh, don't take it personally. I'm like, how do I not take it personally? You're judging, you know, if, if for a lot of people, and I say it this way, like a lot of people who are accountants or medicals or whatnot, you're judged on your work versus mm -hmm. radio tv personalities you're literally being judged on your personality <laughs> yeah so, no that's so true yeah so i'm like you can't judge my two plus two when you're saying like oh maybe this way you could have said it this way and i'm like well that's the way i kind of wanted to say it but anyways uh, <laughs> but my best date i would have to say it was probably with the longest person I was in an unofficial dating phase with. And this was 2021. The pandemic was still going on and it went on for six months. And let me tell you why it went on for oh, six wow. months. I know it was a really uh, long period of time, but we started talking in July. And I remember she had, it was a great, like she had a great conversations and whatnot. I got to the point where, I was okay because at, at first and to this day, I'm not, I don't, I don't think I'm looking for somebody that already has kids because I don't want to deal with daddy issues unless daddy is not in the picture, then I, I don't mind and whatnot. So she has a kid and he, I only saw videos of him. I've never met him and whatnot, but I was already like, oh man, like this this is nice and she is great she is wonderful i i love this i could possibly see a future with this uh woman and we went out on our only date it was our only date it was in october so two months of talking but we would facetime right because she was afraid yeah. of going out and um, getting the virus for her son or for her parents and even possibly getting it to me. So when we finally decided, let's go see each other, we went to Botanical Gardens in uh, Pasadena and it was like a three mile experience of being immersed in nature and beautiful architecture. And we even had a picnic, we had some ceviche and it was a great time. And I wanted to continue seeing us, but because of the pandemic, she was just so afraid to meet in person because mm -hmm. of getting the virus. Little did she know I didn't care because I would tell her at the end of the day, you're the one who works in a hospital. So you're putting yourself at risk. Uh, if, if anything, yeah. like I, I'm deciding and. To this day, I mean, I have had COVID knocking on wood uh, that I don't in the future. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Unicorns over here. But I remember I was with her. I was very honest. I was like, look, I getting and the only reason we had that first date or uh, because it got to the point where I told her, look, I feel like I'm having a pen pal right now. Like I am not I, I, I on paper. It looks great. 
talking to you, FaceTiming you is great, but I want to know what gets you mad. I want to know what your tics are. I'm, uh, I'm, my, my love language is um, touch and time spent together, you know, and the words of affirmation. Yeah, and that's <laughs> hard when you're not seeing someone. Exactly. Words of affirmation I got because she would talk to me. But I think where I really let my love language speak is the quality of time we spend together and uh, physical touch, whether that be a hug, whether that be a kiss, et cetera, et cetera. So I told her, I feel like I'm having, I have a pen pal. Like this, this isn't how I foresee dating. Um, we went on the first date and again, it felt that way. And then in December, because I, I already, this was October, November, I was like iffy about it. December, I, well, November, I told her I'm cutting this off. Like I can't anymore. And then in December, she basically said like, Hey, let's go out on a hike and yada, yada, yada. And it rained on the day we were supposed to go hike. And obviously the beginning of 2022 was even harder with the Delta variant. So I knew that wasn't even mm -hmm. going to be uh, possible. So that was the best and also hardest online dating experience I had. Yeah, that's a, that's a whirlwind because like you said, you were all for it. You're yeah. like, I'm down to meet up, but for, to not have the other person kind of on that same page is tough. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense. Like, good for her for wanting to, you know, keep everyone safe and stuff. Yeah. It's just hard to build a relationship, yeah. not in person. Yeah. What would you say is the hardest thing about online dating? I feel like it's cutting through the bullshit, like being able to tell who is actually worth meeting up with. Because mm. I got to the point where I'm just, I don't want to waste my time on people who are, not every date has to lead to a second date or not every date has to be amazing, but is the conversation going to be good? Are you there for more than just a hookup? Like mm -hmm. getting better at seeing through people's kind of um, facades. I yeah. feel like it's hard because yeah. you, you don't know someone. It, it, would it be weird when people like, obviously your friends know you, my friends know me uh, and they do ask me all the time. And even my coworkers and not sure if you got this question. It's like, wait, you're a great person. Why are you still single? I hated that question. Same. Same. <laughs> what did you say when people said it? I like, was uh, like, yeah, I know. Response? I was like, yeah, I know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> what are you supposed to say? I don't know. You're like, that's why I'm here. I'm trying. Yeah. I, yeah. And again, I I don't know how it is right now, currently, 2023. Like, it is so hard for... I, I'm I'm speaking for myself, for me to get notice on dating sites, you know, you have one or two, but then okay. you get ghosted and whatnot. I don't want to say it's harder for men because there are some great looking out, men, uh, great looking men out there that I'm sure y'all are just getting a swipe real quick, but it ain't the case for a lot of us. Okay. Um, so, so that is troublesome and it, it's annoying. And it's also like, well, I'm busy. I'm on the go. I know I'm a great right. guy. I know I'm a, uh, I, I'm a, I'm a catch, but at the same time, it's like, what, what are you women looking for? I understand that you put your IGs on your social media, but I'm not trying to go and follow you on Instagram just to unfollow you because no. you ghosted me. Right. Uh, did you, I, that used to be boys do the same thing. Really? Or okay. Men do the same thing. They, oh, no, yeah. Boys. And I'm like, I'm not going to be, 
I'm not going to be another follower. Yes. So I think you want to get noticed on dating apps. Wear that hat. I love that hat oh, really? that you have on. What does it say? Oh, yes. Yeah. Girls, girls do, do everything better. Girls do everything better. Yeah. Well, this episode is obviously on the... <laughs> I agree. Uh, this episode <laughs> is launching tomorrow, which is the last day of February. But March 1st begins Women's History Month, March 8th, Women's International. Yeah. So. So my subliminal messages to men out there, and I have a pink one that I'll be wearing on Wednesday because, you know, real men wear pink. I love that. <laughs> but oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So again, I don't know. I don't know. And there are probably some great women out there. I, I mean, I, I, it's just so hard for me to be because I also was trying to be in a relationship with somebody from my past that we were in a relationship, but it was also okay. harder. You know, these couple well, last couple of months, uh, I went on a trip for work for about a month and we tried to keep communication, but again, it was hard to keep communication and um, make things work when there was still something in me that said like, something's not right here. And I don't want to hurt this person. Um, and if I'm just not feeling it, I'm just going to walk away or back off until, yeah, you know, so, so it is hard. What are some of these dating trends that you've talked about in your podcast um, for 2023 that could so help I, men or women like me? Yeah. And I think one of the biggest ones is being, being picky. Yeah. Oh, I don't okay. think it's, it's, it's a good thing. Cause I think, we're old enough that we know what we want and the age of, you know, kind of conforming to whatever someone else wants or kind of changing yourself for someone else. I feel like we're so past that. Yeah. So being picky and not just like mindlessly swiping, which yeah. I definitely did if you oh, like, if I, I was just not, not feeling, I'm like, all right, nope, 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 nope. Yes. Right, Cause yep, you're yep, just yep, like, yep. And then, uh, whatever. Yeah. God, take the wheel. <laughs> like right. whatever you right. think is fine, and then you match with people. You're like, sorry, you're not my type. Like this was my mistake. Well, do you ever like do the swiping, and then the next day you wake up and you have a, a bunch of matches, and you're like, I don't think I don't think I matched with that person. I'm like, did Bumble just put them in there? Yeah. I don't know. Oh my god, that. yes, yes. Like Bumble, sometimes obviously now Bumble charges you to see like who's liked you. Hinge hasn't yet, yeah. so thank you. Uh, but other dating apps already have, and I'm like, you're trying to capitalize on love. Uh, I don't like that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was not like, you're in the way of finding the right one. So one time for Bumble, I did uh, press like. Let, okay i'll pay the 30 bucks for three months so i can see who likes me and i'm like really Bumble? Yeah. like this was the 11 people that you you that like i matched with or that they liked me like this is not even filling any of my filters <laughs> that sucks you're like this was for nothing <laughs> yeah did you ever um i i don't i think i do i know some men do maybe more so women get trapped in the illusion of love where you are so uh, you want to be in love so bad that when you things are going good with somebody else you already start fascinating or fantasizing about how a life with them could be yes and it's so, every time yeah you're uh, same it's, it's so self-destructive too because yeah. you're like 
setting yourself you're like oh i've been on three dates with this person i i love the way my my name sounds with their last name that's gonna be a great <laughs> okay i'm not the only one <laughs> no it, it it is i feel like it's more common than people want to admit okay because it's kind of embarrassing to be like you know after date two but yeah. no i think i think everyone does it and if you don't good for you but yeah. And if you don't, you're probably hiding that you do. Right. There you go. Yeah, because That's I definitely have have thought like, wow, I've already gone on two dates with this person or we're having such a great conversation. And OK, like, wow, this is what a home with this person would look like. This is what <laughs> maybe one or two kids would look like. How would our, yeah, yeah. you know, and even guys, I'm like, how would our wedding be like? You I know? like I I'm happy to know that because I feel like girls do think that it's just us that do it. So I'm happy that guys do it too. Yeah. You guys deserve to go through that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's definitely <laughs> a heartbreak. Heartache. Yeah. It's a definitely yeah. a heartbreak the minute that they ghost you and you're just like, oh, okay. Well, that palace is gone. <laughs> right. Yeah. I want to go in. Plan, yeah. plan something else other than our wedding on yeah, May 1st. Okay. I want to go into oh. these questions um, that yes. people sent us on a social media, Echale Podcast, uh, Instagram, so you guys can go ahead and follow us there. And I'll read one, we'll answer it together, and then we'll kind of go through the list, and we'll see mm -hmm. where this goes. So the very first one we got is, and I'm not going to read who it was from because I don't want to expose them. How many dates yeah. <laughs> did it take to figure out if it was the one? So that's more for you since I haven't found one. Um, on, well, because I'm the kind of person that fantasizes a life after two dates, the first date was really good. We, I, I think just the conversation was so easy and I felt comfortable with them. If that's the case, I feel like that's a good sign. And then the second date, he made a effort to like plan it quickly yeah. so that we would, you know, keep building a relationship. So with the guy that I'm with now, I would say like third or fourth to be like, okay, this is someone I can actually get excited about and not feel like it's going to crash and burn. And I'm going to yeah. look like an idiot who got excited about a guy because that happened literally. It was, it's kind of weird the way everything happened because a few weeks before I met my current boyfriend, I was going on a, a few dates with this other guy and like they were, weirdly similar and in, in the sense like their jobs were similar their backgrounds were similar so then when that guy ghosted and then this new guy came into my life I was like a little suspicious because it almost seemed I'm like you guys are too similar but he showed me very quickly that he was serious about dating and and really liked me so I would say the third or fourth date which isn't yeah. usually the case I feel like it takes me a long time to kind of trust someone and, and think whether or not it's worth it. I think for guys, and again, just speaking on my behalf, I'd know after the first or second date. And I think most women that I've dated, if I continuously date you is because I see something in you that I like and love. I remember with the longest relationship that I had, I knew the moment I like saw her. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I, and obviously oh, nice. yeah right and it's so weird she didn't see it <laughs> she didn't see it it took <laughs> some convincing it took like four days yeah but i think as guys you're just like whoa there's something 
like you know so uh if a guy is persistent and wants to take you out on a date and i was very intentional about seeing this person that like as often as i could and as yeah. it was allowed um those are green flags in my case I'm going to ask him when he knew that he okay. wanted to hang out with me. Yeah. And then if he doesn't say the first date, I'm going to be really sad. <laughs> it doesn't happen all the time. It happened that one time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. What's the um, next question? So boundaries in a relationship, putting yourself first in the relationship goals. Ooh. So how do you set your boundaries and how do you as a woman put yourself first? I think a lot of therapy and self-care has taught me that I should come first. Mm. So that's pretty easy. I feel like, cause I know when I'm getting mentally drained, I know when I need a break and I also am not afraid to like ask to hang out with my guy. Like it's kind of getting over that self-conscious. Oh, you know, am I asking to hang out with him too much and being able to also say no, I feel like that's a boundary that's important to also say, like, I'm not saying no because I don't want to see you. I'm saying no because I need time for myself. And that's important. That would save so much time of in, like, uncertainty. I I know, like, for me, I remember when I was dating, if they didn't text back right away, I was like, oh, my God, what did I do wrong? And then it's right. like, like, you're like, already well, over me. Yeah. People have lives, y'all. <laughs> and that's and no that's, reality. I, I think it's easier to, to understand that now being like more of an adult and having a more like established life. You're like, I get busy. So I can't be mad when that person gets busy, especially like I'm, I teach. So there's, uh -huh. I'm, I'm not on my phone um, except for like my period off and stuff. Yeah. So I need to be with someone who also understands the reverse. Like, yeah, I'm not going to be texting you all day, every day. And I also think that you don't need to. Yeah. And kids mentally drain you. Like, yeah. I worked with kids and there were times where I'm like, ah, don't, nobody talked to me all day. But today was our first day back. We had a week off and I came back and my one class that's always, I was just like, guys, this, this wasn't it. This yeah. was not it. So, but yeah, having someone that understands you need space, but also explaining when they need space too because then you don't want to resent the person if you feel like they're smothering you just be be open be honest love it all right this is a good question because when i read it i was like you know what times have changed but what is acceptable mm -hmm. nowadays because we were talking about this earlier as men like i don't want to be creepy with the whole me too movement that went on back in 2020 which you know awesome i'm all for it expose those dudes uh but it's like how how do I make you feel comfortable while also letting you know that I'm interested? I think, well, like consent is always huge, but like just, you know, on a date, physical closeness, like you don't need yeah. to put your hand on my leg on a first date. But if I feel like you're kind of leaning into the conversation, like I feel like that shows interest. And then from there, I don't know. I, I think you can kind of, you should be able to get a read from someone. Yeah. If someone is physically looking uncomfortable, then probably should back off. Yeah. But also, read the if room, you ever, guys. <laughs> well, and so many people can't, but when in doubt, like always, I feel like communication is key. 
Yeah. Always no. communicate. So if somebody were like, let's say if you, you and your boyfriend first date and he asked and would this be appropriate? Mm -hmm. Like, hey, can I put my arm around you? That's consensual and their communication. Or would you have, would you expect like, oh, just put your arm around me. Don't ask. So And that's, yeah, that's where it's hard because like I would want them to just do it. Uh-huh. Because I've, and this, I feel like it's hard because you, you want Consent is so huge, but you also, depending on who you are, the vibe might be, no, I don't want you to ask to kiss me. I want you to kiss me because that's yeah. more like romantic. Of course. So I think it it depends. It totally depends. For me, like I would much rather someone, if I'm into them, would rather them just go for it. But I think the person could tell that I'm into them. It's hard. It's yeah. nuanced. Dating is so nuanced. And, and like, I think that's, that's the complicated part of dating in 2023 is like all right like there's so many times that i mean you, you for as a latino man you see the novelas and you see like even at times the forceful kissing that turns into a passionate kiss like oh yeah. i didn't want to but i yeah oh my god i am and i'm gonna go for it and sometimes you're like wow does this work but then you realize oh no this this is probably not okay but some women are into, yeah are into that yeah yeah you know and they no, would, I... wouldn't mind they wouldn't mind that I think the fact that you're even questioning if like, oh, am I being creepy? I think that's huge. Got I me. think that that shows you have an, enough self-awareness that you're you're not going to do anything creepy. Yes. All right. Next question. Next I one. I think this one's important. Let's see. We got, when does one know we are ready to date? Mm. Let me know. When am I ready? <laughs> <laughs> That is also so nuanced because everyone's so different. Like I've rebounded the next day and I've rebounded like three months later. It, it depends. Yeah, no, I agree. What do you think? I've, yeah. I've had so many people tell me like, Jose, are you ready to date? Like you have no idea, like the commitment and responsibility it is. And then the time consumption, like, do you have time working in entertainment? Do you have time? And there are mm -hmm. days where I'm super busy and I'm like, wow, I wouldn't have had time today. But then I'm like, wait, there, are, I, I would have loved, you know, d days that I do have a lot of time. And again, it's like finding somebody that would understand that part of me because it is a part of me working in radio, working in entertainment. It gets sometimes it's super 24 seven I'm on and sometimes it's I'm only on two hours. Yeah. Do you ever feel yourself wanting to fast forward through the getting to know you yes. phase to be able to have that person that just come over and hang out yes. where it doesn't have to be this big date or anything. I love, I would love that. And I think that is probably an issue for me personally with dating. Cause it's like, all right, well, I'm going to meet somebody digitally have this conversation for about a week. And if I remember to even open these apps and then right. go on two or three dates, or I don't know how many dates it would take for until I'm comfortable with like, yo, come over. And that does yeah. not mean in any sexual way. It's like, I just want to spend time with you. Right. You know, and, and I don't want to do FaceTime. Like I realize I don't want to do face if, if it gets to the point where we're comfortable, yes, let's FaceTime. But like if the first couple of dates, because I had somebody who would just want to FaceTime all the time and I'm like, I'm busy. That's before you guys had even met. Yes. They wanted to... Yes. I was at the gym and they FaceTimed me and I was just like, what? 
And then that night without, so my thing is FaceTime without a warning yes. stresses me out because yeah, like at the gym, I'm not going to answer. I answered. <laughs> did you? Yeah, like, I did. I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> no, I, I need a, I need a um, heads up before someone's going to FaceTime me. <laughs> Let's see. We have this final question. Time apart from each other. Is that necessary? Do you do that nowadays? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't live with my boyfriend. I think mm. the time that we have apart, it like lets you miss them. Yeah. And I think the first few weeks that we were hanging out, we always would see each other at least once a week. Like that was important to me to get to continue to build that relationship. But now we probably see each other like two or three. Like he'll usually come over for the weekend and he'll like stay over one or two nights. And I think I'm past the point, like, you know, when someone stays over and you just want them to leave when you wake up, yeah. you're just like, get out. Like, I don't have that feeling, Good. but I also have the comfort where I can say like, Hey, I'm going to go do this today. Do you have plans? Like, be it, go on if your not, way. Like, find some. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> like, or like, just, find some. no. And I, I did give him my key to my apartment, which was a big step for me. So like, I'm not afraid that he's going to overuse it. Yeah. Like, I'm not afraid he's just going to show up. He still is communicating when awesome. he's going to come over. And But it's. I feel like we found a healthy balance where we're not seeing each other every single day and spending every single second together. Yeah. But also, we're seeing each other enough where, like, I feel like we're continuing to grow. Mm, yeah, so. I completely agree. I think uh, when I meet somebody, we'd have to come to that like I have my life and you should have your life and being mm -hmm. together just makes us an awesome dynamic duo, you know? And yeah. I think that is, if you ask me what I'm looking for, um, in a woman, I'm looking for an independent woman who can do it all, who doesn't need me, but who wants to be with me. Yeah. You know? Do you have any friends that, that don't strike that balance that like you never see them when they're in a relationship? What do you mean? Like, like, so if you have a friend, like, let's say Johnny gets a girlfriend uh -huh. and you don't see Johnny because he spends all his time oh, with his girlfriend. Oh, of course. Now. Of course. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, like you need a life uh, outside of, you know, from her. Uh, and I've, I think I've been so grateful um, with my closest friends and my best friends. Um, they like we've just formed a family like their girlfriends or wives are also really close friends of mine so oh, you know so we formed this family and bond where if he doesn't answer i'll call her or if like hey if you don't want to hang out i'll go hang out with her or sometimes yeah. they're having issues and i'm like yeah fuck him <laughs> you know <laughs> and they're not supposed to be I love that. you know i'm supposed to be on on my friend's side but i mean i think we're all very mature men who i've said you you know i'm here for both of you you guys are family now mm -hmm. and if either of you mess up i'm not gonna choose sides don't ever ask me to like oh whose side are you on because i'm not like you can't put that or pin that on me when i've had a friendship outside of your guys's relationship with both of you so i feel like that's such the goal yeah to have like one I, big happy family that's so cute and can i just say like i've been matchmaker to all my friends and they're assholes for not helping out a brother Yeah, they need to return the favor <laughs> i know right <laughs> what <laughs> amanda i've had such a great time talking to you i know you have a podcast uh dating will be the death of me please tell us all about this podcast and where can people find you 
Yeah, definitely. Um, thank you so much for having me on. So dating will be the death of me. You can find on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you anywhere that you listen. Um, and I'm also on Instagram, which is where we met. And I'm very active on there, trying to get feedback from you know kind of what listeners want to hear. So that's at dating will be the death of me. And I am wrapping up season four. I'm going to take a little hiatus and then I'll be back with even better content. Well, thank you so much, Amanda. It's been a pleasure having you on Echale Podcast. Please make sure to go follow Amanda on Dating Will Be the Death of Me. Go listen to her content. I am so excited for people to get to listen to this episode. And if you have any feedback for us uh, or something that you might want us to further discuss, Amanda and I, just let us know. Echale Podcast on Instagram. Thank you so much once again, Amanda. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was great talking. Thank you. Gracias por escuchar Echale Podcast. If you made it this far, I ask of you one thing. If this podcast made you think, reflect, or enter an existential crisis, then share it with me on social media. Nothing would make me happier than knowing that these stories had a real impact. Nos vemos el próximo martes with more stories and más chisme. This was Echale Podcast. Echale Podcast.